0: Just when you thought it was safe to hear our podcast promo. JL May do brave and Bold do comic books to do to do to do JL May. JL May do to do brave and the Bold to do to do comic books to do to do do JL May. JL May do 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 Brave and the Bold do 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 Comic books do 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 J L May JL May do Brave and
1: Bold
0: JL May The annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back. And we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Waid and George Freakin' Perez and ended with J. Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlook Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May.
1: JLMay. Do, 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 do. Brave and the Bold. Do, 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 do. Comic Book. Do, 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 do. Mephisto.
0: Hey! This is the this Bat Pod. The bat.
1: Grab your bat microphone, it's time to start the show. Welcome to the Bat Pod, like a Batman comic book discussion history. podcast. On it's today's show, to go. we're going to be discussing Brave and the Bold, Volume 3, it's Number 3. Keen like Bruce Wayne, quick like Tim Drake, fierce like Damien. Grab your headphones, listen up, you know you love it. Drop the facade. Like the Dark Knight Detective, they've got some perspective, they're a pure crime fighting collective the Bad Pod. Welcome to episode 111. My name is Bill Beer, and joining me tonight, the alien scarab of the Bad Pod, G
0: David Weeder. That was awesome. I didn't know where you were going, but that was awesome. You know what's not awesome? Baby Shark pastiche, which I blame on Shag. Remember, all bad things come from Shag.
1: Okay, you just lost me there. The, Explain that The one, Jail please.
0: May promo that we played at the beginning of the episode? It's a riff on Baby Shark. Uh, Your kids are older so you you dodged that yes, bullet. Yes,
1: I Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. I can't believe that went over top of my head.
0: It happens. I I had I had dodged that bullet for so long until one of my young nephews played it. It was a moment of shame for me. He took me down.
1: I see. I see. So yeah, we are a part of JL May 2023 and if you're out there And saying, what is May 2023? Well, it's just a bunch of podcasters that are getting together. Paul Hicks, you know, from the Waiting for Doom podcast set this all up. And we all have an issue of Brave and the Bold Volume 3. Tonight we're doing number three. And um, it's, it's a fun time. If you click on that hashtag, you know, if you're on Twitter or on Facebook... J.L. May 2023, it should link you to the other episodes. And for tonight's purposes, issue number one of The Brave and the Bold is done by the Overlooked Dark Knight, and issue number two is Dow F for Flanger with Dr. Ange that's on the Waiting for Doom feed. And then we have three, and then following us is the Legion podcast By Al Sedano, that's on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed. If you're joining us for the first time here on the Bat Pod, of course, Batman Podcast, we do back issues of Batman Detective, you know, Batgirl, whatever it may be. I have a pick, David has a pick. And either a single issue or, you know, if it's three issues, we go issue by issue. So if you're joining us for the first time, we welcome you. Excited to have you and uh, hope you enjoy the show. So let's go ahead and we're going to head to the book. Come on, Robin, to the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. Our issue tonight is Brave and the Bold, volume three, number three. Your writer is Mark Weed. penciler George Perez. Inks, George Perez and Bob Wycheck. Colors, Tom Smith. Letter, Rob Lay. Assistant Editor, Stephanie Basima, Editor, Joey Cavallari. In this issue, in El Paso, Texas, Batman and Blue Beetle are being battered by a localized blizzard created by Neferto. Blue Beetle manages to stop the blizzard, but sets off an avalanche. Unfortunately for Blue Beetle, his armor can't track Neferto anymore, but Batman finds a familiar thug from Gotham and starts beating answers out of him. Blue Beetle stops him as he figures out where Neferto's weapon is. On Ventura, Supergirl's trying to find a Way to get to Ran, but nobody wants to help her out. When she states she can pay in a coal squeezed into diamonds, an alien offers to introduce her to a god, but she'll have to rescue him first. Somewhere else on the planet, Lobo is facing a firing squad before he gets shot. Supergirl, who is dressed In disguise, swoops in and takes him away. Supergirl explains her trouble, but Lobo refuses to be her star god until he sees Cash. Kara shows that she's Supergirl to get him to trust her. She also wants to know what he was being executed for before making a deal. Lobo said it was an unparking ticket for his bike which was parked on the governor. Back in El Paso, Batman and Blue Beetle have sneaked into the mansion of La Dama, the local crime lord whose specialty is to collect magical weapons and artifacts. Any criminal Neferto encountered would have steered him straight to her. Inside the mansion, Neferto's offered his Haru Specs, a chance engine, in exchange for teleportational technology. La Dama's soldiers turn up to take her to a safe room, but a dimensional portal opens up and blocks their way. Epoch steps out to claim the Harupex and has brought the Fatal Five along. A battle begins. Batman and Blue Beetle intervene and Ladama and Neferto take advantage of the distraction to escape down a passageway. Batman runs down the stairs and wants Blue Beetle to follow him. Blue Beetle then turns around and comes face to face with the Emerald Eye. Ladama and Neferto are trying to escape, but Epoch teleports in front of them and takes Neferto down. Batman shows up and takes out the Lord of Time. Ladama grabs the the Harupex during the brawl, but she doesn't kill Batman. She'll lose her empire if she does. Blue Beetle arrives fighting the Fatal Five, and the Fatal Five are getting tired of pointless fighting and want the Time Lord to take them back home. Unfortunately, the Time Lord is knocked out by Batman and his suit's failsafe transports him back to his native era for healing, leaving the villainous team stranded. Both Tharok and Batman realize at the same time, Epoch wants his Harupex, so he'll return for it. Therok charges Ladama to take it away from her, but Ladama fires the Harupex right when Batman lunges at Tharok. A shockwave rocks the place, Blue Beetle can barely stand up, and Batman appears to have merged with Therok's mechanical half somehow. So... We get into this third issue of this brave and the bold. What did you think of this particular issue?
0: I was glad I didn't have the synopsis for this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the art was guaranteed to be excellent and came through. It's George oh, yeah. Perez. There's there's no finer artist in my opinion. Just the most balanced storyteller, and it's a, it was a big loss when we when, when he left. Oh, absolutely. The story, I read this as if I picked it up off the spinner rack, so I I, and I, know I read it back when it came out, but the story was a bit convoluted uh, because I hadn't read that. I still kind of followed along, but the relationship between Blue Beetle and Batman totally sealed this issue for me. That was the best part, because it, it's just like Brave and the Bold, the cartoon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with that. That's, that's the one thing I really enjoyed, and... I'm familiar with the character, but I don't know a lot about this particular Blue Beetle because I haven't read a lot of stories where he's the main character. He's always a side character. So I really enjoyed, you know, seeing the story here and and his interactions with Batman. And Batman, you know, he's confused at first. Batman's like, confusion I can fix. yeah. <laughs> And this is the Batman in here that I know and love. You know, he's questioning a thug that he sees is out of town from Gotham. And he's going through and and threatening this guy. And Blue Beetle is like going, oh, oh, what? He's like shocked to see. But that's that's Batman, the way he questions. And, you know, he 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 goes into it right here. Well, I can break this bone. Or I could break this bone, these three bones would paralyze you, and, and uh, he's doing his Batman thing, and I love that.
0: Yeah, and poor Jaime is just terrified, because he, he's a kid, and he's not even in, yeah. hasn't even been in this life for very long. I think, I, although I think that's the realistic reaction to something like Batman interrogating a thug. It just made me think of Justice League Unlimited, where he walks up and whispers something to Deadshot, and Deadshot's like, I'll talk, I'll talk. They're like, what'd you say to him? You don't want to know.
1: <laughs> you know, it's going back and forth between Supergirl, what's going on with her. You know, she's after the Book of Destiny with uh, Hal, and Hal got teleported to Rand, so she's trying to get off of Ventura, which they they follow these aliens, and she's trying to find somebody, and there's Lobo. And Lobo is characterized pretty perfectly in here. He always makes me chuckle. It's a character that I enjoy. I don't know if it's my favorite character, but I always enjoy to see bits and pieces of him.
0: I I think you nailed it. Like, he's good in small doses as a a cameo or an adversary. I never found any interest in his ongoing adventures.
1: No, not me personally. Um, There probably are people out there that enjoy that, and uh, it's just uh, not something for me personally. I I like him, as I said, bits and pieces. And I guess the biggest thing about here, well, they're trying to, you know, each story is crafted where you bring in, you know, two characters, you know, they put in the Fatal Five in here and, and really in one issue tried to, you know, tell the story. Is the Fatal Five, you know, are you familiar with with that group? Is that a, a, some that you've had past encounters with? Yeah,
0: they're, they're a legion of superheroes villains from the future.
1: Yeah, I didn't know, you know... I'm not a Legion guy. I've never really read uh, many Legion comics. I did read the Legion of Substitute Heroes, uh, the one shot back in like the 80s, which I rather enjoyed by Keith Giffen, but not too familiar with any of these characters, but they seem kind of cool, but they don't do too much. There's there's one page where it sort of explains what each of them do, you know, there's Mano who has antimatter palm, persuader, atomic axe, the Emerald Empress, served by the Mystic Eye of Ekron, and then there's Therok, the brilliant cyborg killing machine. So they kind of introduce each one. I think this is meant to like introduce these characters to somebody that may have hasn't read them before. You know, you're brave and the bold. You're getting somebody different every issue and it gave you a little taste of w- what it is so that was fine with that
0: yeah and i think the way that this played out and i again i haven't read either way since this came out in 2007 ish right in there mm-hmm. it wasn't limited to batman and which brave and the bold was just a general team-up book that became a batman team-up book this was right. a nice dc universe um, baton passing each time it just became yep. bigger and bigger and I mean, if, if you're going to get a, somebody to tell that kind of story, Mark Wade is your guy.
1: Oh, definitely. And uh, he's still doing it today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like close to being the number one writer as far as, you know, events and stuff here in the last few months, at least, and stuff that's coming. So a very solid storyteller, in my opinion, over the years. And I enjoyed what we got here. I mean, it's basically a big old fight. You know, a lot of things are happening. There's the Lord of Time and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I enjoyed what we had here. Did did you, anything stand out to you in particular that you want to mention?
0: Just the difference between when I would have read this and now, how much Jaime has grown on me through a Brave and the Bold cartoon and uh, oh, Young right. Justice. Because I, I ended up being a pretty big uh, Blue Beetle fan, Ted Cord,
1: I thought he oh, yeah. was pretty cool. Definitely.
0: But Jaime became really, really, and no pun intended here, grew on me because it was a fun concept, a fun character, and it had levity to it. And here, this is an exact, exactly what I loved about him, is he's the observer. He's us in every story he's in. He's still got the wonder of seeing Batman interrogate a thug or Superman fly off. So he's not quite, you know, indemnified against that that value yet.
1: So one thing to mention is that the Blue Beetle is getting uh, a movie this summer, and it'll be interesting to see if it's this type of character because I I hope it is because DC really wants to launch their movies, you know, and have a name for themselves and and this is a character uh, one of the the first newer characters that they're doing I say newer just. You know that's hasn't been around for more than like twenty years or whatever. So I hope they do this character justice. Just just from how he is in in the comics, I hope it sort of translate to live action. But but I'm not sure.
0: I oh, know they've gotten him in 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 the animated realm, and I, if they have any yeah. sort of inkling, if they're taking anything from that, they're set. I think it's gonna. I haven't seen a trailer yet. Uh, it, maybe it's out by the time the episode is released, but. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: No, yeah, me too. Uh, and it has that one kid, and I don't know what his name is. No, from, uh, have you been watching Cobra Kai?
0: Mm-hmm. He's Johnny's, uh, and I forgot the the kid's name too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that exactly. That's who's going to star in it. So it should be very interesting. So, so yeah, and then we got an ending here. You know, Batman has been merged with Therok, and, um, I assume he, <laughs> I assume that gets reversed at some point. He almost looks like Cyborg, you know?
0: A little bit, yeah. Or Metallo, when John Byrne yeah, drew him. Yeah,
1: Metallo. Yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting. And next issue, it looks like, I guess that's Supergirl on Lobo, mm-hmm. or is it Superman? But I assume it's Supergirl since she's been in the main story and her story continues. So yeah, was this a, a book that you picked up originally? Was this... Was this something that you
0: picked up? I was trying to remember the details, and I did pick it up, at least for the first few issues, because I remember it was Mark Wade, it was George Perez, it was, I mean, it was Peak. I don't remember why I would have, like, I started going down the books I was getting at the time, even, why this mm-hmm. one would have trailed off, because I know I got frustrated with Batman, because I was far enough down the subscription list that when Grant Morrison's book sold out, I didn't get it, so I'm just like, just scrap it, but I don't know what happened with this series, to be honest.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I remember picking it up. I don't know if I read. I remember picking it up. I don't know if I read, but I I think I've read most of them, but it's been, you know, this is dated June 2007. So it's been, you know, 15 years or so. so. Oh, and I wanted to talk about the cover real quick. Um, What did you think of this cover?
0: If this was any other artist, this would be complete chaos. But Perez is able to balance these things because there's so much going on.
1: Right. There's a lot of characters. I mean, they have Majority of the characters, well, you see bits and pieces of all the characters that are in this book. You know, Batman at the center. and I, They have the, the Batman, you know, uh, logo at the time, I believe. They used that and the Blue Beetle logo. And I like the Blue Beetle logo that has a little scarab in it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool.
0: It was a good series, by the way. A few years ago, I was able to snag... I don't think I have all of it, but I'm missing a, f- a handful of issues, and it's it's a really good read. If you're going, the Blue Beetle, yeah, That's a particular 2007 series following Infinite Crisis.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I never read that, so that's pretty good.
0: I mean, not for nothing, the Len Wein, Paris Cullen series from the 80s is good too. But since this is this is the Blue Beetle we're talking about, oh, I'll right, give a hearty right, recommendation right. Yes. to his pre-New Fifty Two series.
1: Okay, pre-New Fifty Two, yeah. So you have to be, <laughs> you know, here with DC pre crisis post crisis post infinite crisis pre flashpoint oh, yeah pre infinite crisis final crisis there was always some crisis going on
0: i will say this was and i don't know where you were collecting wise this was a big resurgence period for me from about 2006 to about 2008 where i got married in 2006 and it was just mm-hmm. 52 brought me in grant morrison's batman when i could get it uh, the superman one year later stuff so this was part of a really big upswing in my collecting. So it brought back some okay. good warm fuzzies for me.
1: Mine, there was only a down period for like six months in the nineties where I missed some stuff. But it all depends. I didn't read a ton of books. It it just I at at one time I may have fifteen titles. Mm. Uh, it just it just all depends. But most were like DC and Batman related. Now, I didn't, here in the early 2000s, I didn't read the Batgirl series when it came out. I didn't read the Nightwing series when it came out. I did read the Robin.
0: Oh, Chuck Dixon's Robin? That yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah.
1: But I, I miss I miss some good stuff by, by saying, hey, I want to try this or try it and venture out of Gotham a little bit. So... I did read some different, and I always, uh, you know, picked up the Justice League book until lately.
0: I've been out of Justice League long enough; I, I don't even know what's going on. I have some of the yeah. Rebirth, but
1: I couldn't even tell you what's going on, actually. Aren't they dead? Okay, <laughs> they're they're back. They're all back, but there is no Justice League. the The Titans is going to be the forefront of the DC universe. I heard the Justice League may be coming back here this year, but I don't know. You know. What group, and we're talking, you know, Brave the Bold, so we're kind of venturing out our normal discussion. One book that I enjoyed and series of characters I enjoyed, and they haven't really brought them back fully, is The Justice Society of America.
0: Man, they keep dangling the carrot though, don't they?
1: Yeah, and I don't understand why. They currently have a mini series that they're doing. But I don't know why, you know, when the New 52 started, I thought that would have been a perfect uh, book to have. And they just kind of, they have these these characters, you know, in their little closet or whatever you want to call it. And they don't really use them that much. And I don't understand because they're such great characters.
0: They, like you said, it's, it's, it's a loss it, that shouldn't be there yeah. when you've got something like that on your roster. I mean, you can move the time frame if you really want to from mm. World War II, but, I mean, Jay Garrick, the original Adam, Our Man, you've got these fantastic concepts just gathering dust. It's it's a shame.
1: Definitely. And if you would have had, you know, in a Justice Society series, it wouldn't even need to take place, you know, in current continuity. It could be these older stories, as you said, happen in World War II or whatever. I would read the heck out of that book.
0: You know what? Just to tie it back to this book, I would relaunch Brave and the Bold. Set it in, in, uh, you can call it Earth 2, whatever you want, but have it continue, kind of, because most of the time Justice Society stories in the Golden Age kind of split off a few characters. Have it be that sort of rotating cast in and out, teaming up, just like this format. There's one storyline for six issues, multiple characters going on. This would be a great read. Get Mark Wade on the phone and make this happen. I mean not you, I'm talking to DC. If you've got that power, if oh, you've got my oh, Mark weight okay. on speed dial, yeah. Do that. But
1: <laughs> if you haven't been catching up with uh current books, you know they're releasing a Batman Brave and the Bold. It's called Batman Brave and the Bold. The first issue comes out here in a couple months.
0: I haven't been following because I just haven't. I'm not gonna make excuses. Yeah. I kinda they're too expensive. i right. am just I'm just gonna sound old no matter what I do. You kids with your Dan Fogelberg records.
1: <laughs> so we went off on a little tangent here, but, but yeah, um, before we wrap up this issue, did you have any final thoughts?
0: Only that I really kind of, now that we've covered this, I want to go back and read this first six issues in full because I, I remember this being a really exciting series that again, I don't know how I fell off of it.
1: Yeah. And it, and it is, I went back and I read you know the the first the first six when i was doing this just so i could get a feel and it does it does, it's a pretty good story i mean it flows pretty good and it's you know george perez and mark wade i mean I, it looks beautiful just a you can just go through here and do you know i've heard some other podcasts i don't want to take credit for this i've heard some other podcasters or state they do like an art read through You know, where they read it once and then they go back through it and just look at the art. Mm -hmm. This is one of those issues that you can do that with.
0: Yeah, easily. Easily.
1: So, we're going ahead to a little something we call what we
0: learned. The Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power.
1: So, David, what did you learn in this episode?
0: I learned that DC is wasting a roster of phenomenal characters with no intention of bringing us what we really want.
1: And what is that? What do we the want? The
0: Justice Society of America. Oh, I, thought we're, I didn't realize we are going to do the Spice Girls reference. <laughs> I should have caught that, too. <laughs> oh, I've killed Bill.
1: <laughs> you got me on that one. And and you know, that's not something I was expecting tonight. I didn't know there was going to be a Spice Girls reference. That caught me off guard here. No, oh, I'm sorry. That definitely caught, caught me off guard. Now, what I learned tonight was, you know, if you're an evil group coming from the future, you should not trust a teleporter with Parapox. You should not trust him. Because no. he could get injured, and he's just zapped back to his planet, and you're stranded. And and what is, you know, the glowing emerald eye gonna do on Earth? I mean, what is what is there to do? You can only watch so much TV, I would assume.
0: It's like your designated driver runs off without you. It's it's not it's not good form.
1: Exactly. And they and
0: they're not like
1: they could just hang out at the local mall. People do malls anymore couldn't just hang out at the local mall or... So that was our episode, and guess what guys, girls? We're gonna be back here in a few weeks, and we have another issue of JLMA. And it should be pretty
0: exciting. So, any final thoughts? Just wishing everybody a great day and hope they spice up their life.
1: There you go. Until next time, same bat time, same bat channel, we will see you Later.